It's the final week. Yeah, yes. Fi- final week. You have. It's the final countdown. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, that wasn't it. No. Yeah, we're gonna have to. Edit I think that you've out. done that almost Which every time. It's the and final it's countdown. Still, it's still horrendous. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> you know what? You know what it is. This makes it makes the commercial no, ineffective. Fuck uh, you guys. You know what it it's is. It's like when the needle skips. It's because you guys record. keep telling. You guys need to. You guys need to boost me up. Uh, you need to tell me. You need, I, just, I, I, need, lie, I need though. I need positive. I like re- your reps though. I need you know, positive. Reps I need there. positive reinforcement, or else I'm just. You guys are wow. okay. Are, well, are we killing your I just dream? Can, I just can't lie. The so. final countdown. Maybe I'll just back you up. I'll, no, he's right. Adam, you have a very nice mustache. Yeah, just, <laughs> just say nice things. Two put-ups. Yeah, this is yeah. true. You can do that. Just say it's, nice uh, things about uh, other stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's the final week for so the pretty. MAPS Super Bundle and RGB Bundle promotion, where if you enroll in those, you get forum access for free. Next month, the forum is going up in price. Uh, but once you enroll, you're in for life, but the price is going up next month. Holy schmoly, get your ass this in This month, you can get access to just the form if you want. You can enroll in that uh, at mindpumpmedia.com, or you can get it for free by enrolling in the either the RGB bundle, which is MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic, or enroll in the MAPS Super Bundle, which is all of that, plus MAPS Anywhere and MAPS Prime. So basically, it's either nine months of exercise programming, or you get the whole shaboodle. <laughs> I just made that up. <laughs> Whoa, I which, like that word. <laughs> which gives you basically everything you need for incredible fitness Shaboyke. performance and health, uh, and enroll in those, you get the free, you get the form access for free. Mindpumpmedia.com. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go: Mind Pump. Mind Pump with your hosts Sal DeStefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Are you going to commit to that mustache like that? What? Are you going to commit to that? Commit to what? The the ends. Yeah, the twisting out of the what ends? do you call that? There's a name for that. Uh, villain. Handlebars. Handlebar no, 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 these villain. are handlebars. Uh, mm. Yeah, that's uh, like um, it's kind of like a, let's find a out. 30s. Yeah. You know, I just did it. It's for, very, it's very old timey. I just old-timey, did it for fun, yes. but it's uh, it, but then I I was looking at my phone and I got a new phone. So you guys see how nice it is? It's all shiny, Ooh. and I inadvertently gazed at, upon my. Uh, <laughs> fucking guy on accident bro you're a, you're a gazer and i looked <laughs> and i was like always be gazing i was like who let the handsome old-timey guy in here and i'm like that's <laughs> yeah. me you know what like constant gazer that yeah, should so be your, your new name he was he was a search, he was searching he was searching for approval from each of us and nobody <laughs> wanted to give it to him i know he's like hey guys hey 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 guys you see and anything? doug's like what dude you why you anything? keep looking at me all I'm, weird I'm, like I'm, that? I'm making <laughs> twisting motions right here you see this uh, what is Anybody? it called it's a handlebar bro no it's is not it? a handlebar yes it is motherfucker no, even not. when you twist yes, it yes bro okay let me don't do that i'm on you you google twice and then all of a sudden you become you start talking in certainties it is google says it is like no it's right here i'm first one I'm on, hold on a second. I'm on The Art of Manliness, which is a legit website. Okay. All right, they are. And they it are says legit. how to grow a handlebar mustache, and it's showing you how to put wax and twist out the ends. And then you tease it out like And that. it's called a handlebar mustache. Mm. What you have, I think, is called a hammer stash. Ooh, hammer stash. Yeah, I think it's called a hammer stash. Really? If I'm not mistaken. Uh, is there like a? That sounds like a wrestling move because on. it goes down. Oh like shit! That? He got him in the hammer stash. <laughs> the hammer stash. It's like the whole Hogan mustache. Let me know? see. It's called. Uh, 
No, that's not it either. I don't know what it's called. Well, dude. if you think of it like a motorcycle, that's like a porn stash. You could you could you could argue yeah. this right because if you think of it like a motorcycle, they're all handlebars, but they have like monkey bar ones. They have straight handlebars, so they're mm. both handlebars, right? But they're just done differently. You have like the old timey style. I don't know what you. Right, I'm looking yeah. it up right now. I just got this is beautiful. Like, hoop, hoop. All right, here we go. The Tate Fletcher. Here we go. Stash. Uh, Tate's the only one I know that still does that. Tate has like five million things going on with his beard. He does. It's awesome. He does. Yeah. I like it. I like. Uh, I'm a bit envious. Yeah. So you have the uh, definitely. It, oh, they've got funny names here, like the Frank Zappa. Did he have a mustache like yours or Motorhead? That's a Motorhead mustache that you're yes, trying to get. Yes. A motorhead. Yeah. yeah. Lammy. Yes. Yeah. Mine is kind of. Yeah. Rest in peace. I don't know. I've always the, referred to it as a handlebar mustache. It's well, only because they grab on it and do things with your face, but it's not. <laughs> Whoa. I don't think that's the actual name. Yes, she does. Adam. Mm. Honey, you hear him getting into our personal life? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> Suffocate it's me, the baby. jowl enhancer. I don't want to be able to breathe for thirty seconds. Yeah. Go. Oh my god. Yeah. Stop Sorry. making that disgusting sound. <laughs> I just figured that out. I could do this. And it's really gross. <laughs> that's so gross. I'm gonna bust that out just randomly. You know what's my favorite oh, when you do the geez. when you do the predator. Oh yeah, the yeah, predator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, I just added some digital stuff. You now. went too far. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that was good, dude. That was a good movie. It was the predator. Yeah. It was good. Oh, you know what I watched? <laughs> remember, know? remember, kids that used to do that all the time that noise. That, that's a definitely a 90s noise right yeah that I used to know, be a thing fuck that's weird i didn't know noises were were like in style and out of style you're right yeah like they they, they stay a, in a time capsule that was a 90s noise <laughs> yeah remember everybody used to yeah. do that everybody used to do that i know well, uh, whatever you didn't sound you're not good with again noises we, and stuff though at least uh, you get me i was part of the cool group so but I'm you know what sure, i'm not sure they, <laughs> it's no i'm not sure <laughs> we're going around <laughs> Acting like robots yeah. and shit. Probably what the nerdy kids did over on the shit. I hung out with both par- like both camps. <laughs> Hold man. on a second. I'm guilty. No, that's yeah. Bullshit. You have an excuse. He was stuck over no, this. So that's bullshit. Know- yeah. Don't yeah. You know why? Don't no, try because you can't. Don't sell me. Don't try and justify make- your bullshit, bro. <laughs> no, you can't make Google sounds. Google it. Google no, it. Oh, that's what it is. He can't oh, make he's sounds. insecure because he, he can't, can't, he can't, he can't make the noise because he can't sing. It's all related to singing. Okay. Okay. It's easy, bro. Right now. I want you. Hold on. My lack of hanging out with the nerds. Let's see right now. I want you to make influence my lack of no, uh, sound, sound I, okay. strength. You can, it's easy to put me wrong. All you got to do All right. is make a robot sound right now. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Hold All on. Right. I, Shh, I'll probably fail. I've never tried to do, 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 do. You can't do it. Yes. Oh, All right. That was amazing. All right. make, it, make it sound like slamming a door. Like slamming a door? I kind of oh, believe that one. Better just, I, get, I believe that one. Well, yeah. see, part of being the cool kids is you. Got, all I got to do is hang out with some of you nerds. Like one day, I'll pick up all. Come, <laughs> come on, give me another oh, one. So good I job. All yeah, day. yeah. Dang. Wow. So you know, you know, a movie I watched the other day. Thunder and that lightning. Was, that was amazing. That you guys need to go watch. What? What? Beauty and the Beast. Oh God! You're tasting movies, Come bro. On, you are. Lo- you it was are fucking like, epic. You are losing notches every time you mention a movie on this show. Listen. Fifty Shades of Grey, Beauty and the whoa, Beast, whoa, 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 whoa. come with something. Fifty Shades was shit. I Doesn't, told you guys yeah, that. Yeah, but you went I walked and, out. The fact that you yeah. would even go and because say it's your, fucking porn, it's supposed no, to be. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's what I thought. You're gonna that's sell us on Beauty and the Beast right now. You know why I don't believe you? It was because fucking you, good. No, 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 no. It was no. fucking good. No, 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 no. Yes, it was. Because I'll tell you why. Because you didn't. You don't like Westworld. 
So what? I didn't you're say eliminated like, from my. Uh, yeah, dude. I didn't say that like Westworld. His, your taste you of do, like. You no, give no, me, no, Give I, me some of your favorite Netflix. Series. You liked it, but you weren't. You weren't like super into it. Right? No, I lost. I lost a little bit of interest in it. Uh, wow. While yeah. I was watching, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Great show. How could you? I know. That's that's, imp- especially the stuff that you're that into. Doesn't make sense. We talked for like three hours last night about yeah. all this. That, that that topic we had last night with Don. Well, maybe that's why I was bored. I'll give you. I'll give you benefit of the doubt. What was so special about it? About what? Beauty and the Beast. Uh, just the, the artistry of it was gorgeous. The singing, uh, the performances, it was a great story. Very emotional. Hmm. It's the story of a girl falling in love with a beast. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm sold. Who's cursed. Uh, And, uh. They have the little candle guy that's like, Gaston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, And he turns out to be a prince. Oh wow! Yeah, oh. it's a really good movie. Interesting. I've it's never a, seen like a, a premise with that before. It's a really ever. Good, yeah. It's a really really good movie. It's very. Uh, what's her name? Who plays Beauty? What's her, Emma Watson? Is that her name? She uh, was brilliant. Ooh, Emma Watson. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, now you're watching. Hey, hey, I might watch it you now. Pervert fucker. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, what are your thoughts on Emma Watson? I don't know anything about her. I don't know. You know, I don't do like a People magazine or I don't stay up on like. You know who she is, dude. I don't. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. If I showed you a picture of her. Well, if, yeah, if like, you oh, show me girl. a picture of an actress that's popular, I, yes, I would right. know what that way. But of, I don't know names. Like, what do you I just think of don't. This, I'm not a celebrity uh, chaser at all. Oh, my God. Celebrity dude. chaser. I'm not. I would be sitting, I'd be sitting at a restaurant with Bullshit, someone like. I love you can those name, names. Like you can name a million athletes and, right now. And, and the, you fucking totally different, bro. Sports. I collected baseball cards and shit as a kid. Yeah, that's a celebrity. That's a celebrity. Adam's more of a cleat chaser. I, You know, I think. He likes jock. I know. sneakers. This girl. This actress. Emma Watson, remember she was uh she was in Harry Potter, yeah, and now she's, she's all uh, grown up. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so what are we asking? What are you asking me about I don't her? Know. What do you think about her? Uh, she's mm. not my type. That's your type. Yeah, that's way your type and not my type. Justin mm. likes her too. She's, I'm not, right. she's pretty. I'm she's not saying pretty. she's not pretty. Yeah, she's, she's, that's not my type. She, I, know, I, I know. Not enough mean, to know. Not, not enough to remember her name. So anyway, so check this out. Yeah. In Beauty and the Beast, there's all these people freaking out because they're saying that there's like these gay undertones in it because you know Gaston, his best friend in the cartoon or whatever. He's in the movie. In the movie, he's he's he he's obviously it's not outward, but you could tell he's got a thing for Gaston, mm. and that they probably hooked up at some point. Wow, yeah, That's spicy. And anyway, it's like you really have to like look into it to think that way. But there's all these parents who are like, eh, oh trying to no, push. it's like not nah, really. It's not that big of a deal. Did that never happen? Yeah, in not, real life. It's yeah, it wasn't yeah. that big. Ah! Yeah. My, I stand my bubble. But it was uh, it was it was good. I hope yeah. you guys watch it. Okay. I hope you guys uh, check it out. Adam, fair, I- fair enough. Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, if <laughs> <laughs> when's the last musical? Here, here's the thing, bro. It's it's okay. Yeah, it's like okay musicals. to admit your some of your weaknesses, and you just are not a great movie critic. That's all. It's not one of your strengths. <laughs> it's not one of your strengths, and it's okay that that's not one of them, and that uh, Justin and I probably have a Beauty bit. and the Beast, the, the, the movie now, Don't, is, is one of the no, best movies dude, of the year. Sal gets just, a pass because he has a daughter. Just, yeah. It makes sense. You it, you can give all the passes you want. You're just not yeah. good at it, bro. It's not right. one of your strengths. <laughs> just, oh, so man. you should probably stay away from talking about the movies on air here wow. because then you're going to direct half a million people a direction, mm-hmm. and they're going to stop listening to us because they think, like, every time Sal gets recognition, he ruins my movie night with that's, my that's date. Not, that's not true at all. No. Yeah, don't take your girlfriend Sponsored by Fandango too. This is it's not good. <laughs> yes. If you like good stories with emotion and power and singing and dancing <laughs> and dancing, <laughs> right? That's enough said. <laughs> I mean, enough said. Right? Go watch. It, it has all of those <laughs> elements. 
You know what's going to happen. And it was too. already done you know in gonna, a cartoon. You know yeah. what's going to happen right away, too, because I said that. Like, the forum will be on fire, all the Sal lovers. Uh, oh, Sal, you so love musicals. He's totally not right. It's oh, such my a good God. Movie. How can, dare you guys? <laughs> all, all 27 yeah. of you identify yeah. with him. Yeah. Why are you guys? Yeah. <laughs> you've counted? Yeah. Why you, Why you guys make a voice like that? You make high voice for just because for those dramatic those purposes. Those are the type of people that would love yeah. to go watch that I could say, oh, I love musicals. They talk like that. How dare you? I don't know. I don't know, man. So, let's go to Either the way. You guys don't like musicals? No. Really. You don't like musicals at all? No way. See, this is the problem. The problem is-, is There's that, so much good TV out there right now, I can't keep up a, with all of it. There's a part of your brain that's undeveloped. Like, this is the- <laughs> 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 Musicals are oh take a God. lot of talent and art. I just swabbered all over my mic. Uh, Again? Yeah. yeah Jesus. <laughs> it's not- it's a mic. It's you know not. what? I don't like one. Oh, no, this one's No, mine. I can appreciate the talent, dude, because I do have so, a musical background, but I do not so, like musicals. So you've never seen West Side All Story? All of a sudden, hey, we're singing now, and you thought we were just going to say something, but what about we're singing. <laughs> West Side Story? You never saw West Side Story? Yeah, I did. Fucking I, brilliant. Sure. What about, uh, God, what's that recent one? That, oh, Les Miserables. You didn't watch that? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Did you watch that shit? Yeah, yeah, did yeah, you yeah, cry? Yeah, yeah. No. Did you cry, Justin? Of course not. Yeah, you did. No, I I don't cry at those things, dude. But you, I, I'll take like my wife to go see those things. What made you, I don't cry. What makes you cry? Um, Tick, just you know, tickle tussle. Like, yeah, tickle, <laughs> good tickling. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. If you hit me like when I'm super stressed out, you know, I might cry. For reals? No, I don't know. I feel like I feel like I don't know when shit. I would cry. I cry like at like weird things. Like it, it'll just something will hit me like. And it doesn't it doesn't necessarily make sense. Like a sunset or something like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like a sunset. A rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> like somebody said something nice to me and I've, everybody's been like talking shit for like forever. I mean, Somebody's seen, like, oh my God, dude. You we, know, like and I'm like <laughs> Yeah. Thanks. I needed that. Yeah. You know, it's true. But you can't Adam Adam, you can't talk shit. No, 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 no. I've seen you cry on air. Oh, did you get something out Several, exactly. Just, several times. Hey, let me tell you. Justin, you're gonna cry right now. Justin Wren's story, if you, don't, if you don't get choked up a little bit. Oh, the see? Now that's the stuff that makes well, me cry. Well, that's fucking yeah, real you shit. Are, yeah, of course. You're a piece of shit if that doesn't get you. <laughs> yeah. You're not a good human being if that doesn't like. That's true. If you don't get we'll emotional. We'll call you out on that. Listening to a badass fucking fighter break down and share like his story like that and what that man is doing this like you're not human yeah. we can't be friends like that's just how i feel yeah. but if you go to beauty and the beast and it doesn't tickle your tummy like it does sal's you could be mm. totally normal so don't feel weird about that that's okay. totally normal it's more weird that he really enjoys i'm taking things. you guys to that fucking movie <laughs> <laughs> fuck you guys all right uh-huh. The Here irony is this comes. guy, the audience should know that like Sal turns down like Just these epic around. events and concerts and, uh, what you know, March Madness, Sweet what 16 I, games that I invite him to, to go boring. to watch Beauty and the Beast. Boring. And, yeah, exactly. Boring. That's the point uh, that we're trying to make here. Boring. <laughs> yeah. Give it to us, Doug. Uh, Bring on the bird. being brought to you by Chimera Coffee. It's the only coffee that is infused with all natural nootropics for a cleaner, calmer, and more focused buzz without the crash. Click the Chimera link at mindpumpmedia.com and input the discount code MINDPUMP at checkout for 10% off. It's the motherfucking quad. The eagle has landed. Quee-quad. All right, first up is Mal Frieder. 
who is asking for you to elaborate on your greatest weakness is your greatest strength statement. Well, let's first correct that. Well, we never said that. Uh, it's, it's opposite. Yeah, your greatest weakness is not your greatest strength. No, your greatest strength is also your greatest weakness. Okay, so finished out the rest. That's, yeah, oh, yeah, the that's the first part. And in contrast, what do you think about focusing on your strengths and ignoring your weaknesses? Okay, so let's first address the first mess up. Of yeah, this. why don't you handle that one? On your, your, mm. your greatest weakness is not your greatest strength. Your greatest strength is your greatest weakness. And, and the difference is that what happens to us is we, uh, whatever it may, and you could take this, it applies to, I feel like almost anything. You could even get into sports with this, but you know, with business and your, your communication skills and your mindset and think of the things that have made you really, really successful, whether it be your drive, uh, your intensity, uh, your, uh, your attention to detail, um, whatever that may be. And if you can separate yourself and, and pull back and actually look at that as a whole, and ask yourself that, okay, so 90% of the time or a majority of the time am I, that I have applied this, it's made me successful. But typically, it's also the same thing. Not typically, all the time. It's also the thing that ends up getting you in trouble. And it's really tough for people to reflect and see that because it's their strength. Because it's your strength, you tend to just go like, well, this is what I'm great at. Like, there's, there's, I don't need to focus here in my life. I need to look at all these mm-hmm. other areas that I'm not lacking on. And I'll give you an example with myself when I, when this really came together for me was um, I'm very much so um, a go-getter, outspoken, vocal. Um, and people used to compliment me when I was young and tell me like, man, you're going to be you know, super successful because you, you're, you're not afraid to get in front of people and, you know, speak your mind and do these things. And that's such a great, and I allowed people to kind of feed that uh, into me and it, it continued to propel me. And it did, like I saw a lot of success as a young kid and, and I was in, in leadership roles at a very early age in my life, but I also didn't realize that uh, it could also hold me back. And, you know, because that was such a strength that I was continuing to fuel, fuel it so much, um, I didn't have this objective uh, a view of it either. I wasn't able to look back and go, well, wait a second though. How many times though did I speak too much? Mm-hmm. How many times did I, uh, you know, offend somebody because of my out, how outspoken I was or how driven I? How many times because I was so driven, I I drove a a relationship uh, apart. Like I lost somebody close to me because I was so driven on something else. Um, and we could go all day long on, yeah. uh, you know, the, and what happens when we are so hyper-focused in one area, uh, something, there, something's got to give. It's inevitable. Right? Yeah. It's ne- because if it's going to be that good, like you're going to put that much emphasis on that one thing you have to, I mean, it, it's a balancing issue. Like you have to let some things go to the, to the wayside. Um, if you're trying to be the most well-rounded person ever that ever existed, you're not going to be the strongest person in, in any one of those avenues. So it's just, it's, it's an inevitability that, you know, something that you're so strong in, and then you pour more effort in towards that, uh, you know, you're going to have something that follows up that may put, get you into trouble. Well, here's the way I look at it. And I'll use an easy, simple analogy. Uh, you know, let's say you're one of your strengths in fitness is that you've got really good, uh, one rep max strength, or you've got really low, good, low rep strength. It's like your favorite thing to do. So that's all you do. All you ever do is that. and it, So now it's become your weakness. Not in the sense that your one rep strength went down, but because you're so good at that and that's all you're good mm-hmm. at, you end up hurting yourself. Your you body forms to that. Yeah, you develop imbalances. and So that's a very simple analogy, but that, that can be you can take that and apply that uh, to everything. 
if your uh, strength is in business um, and that's all you focus on, obviously it can become a weakness. Uh, if your strength is in you know, your organization, you can become fanatical about it yes. and it could take away from everything else. So, but that's why, the, that's why the reverse of this doesn't work. Because you know your your greatest weakness is not going to be your greatest strength. Yeah, you know, no, they just like, messed it up. Yeah. yeah, well, it's just like well, that's why we had to address it, that first. Yeah. Is that, I mean, I'm, and I'm sure that's probably what, this is a girl. You said Doug, it's a female. That's yeah. probably why she asked this question in the first place. Was if you thought that's what we said, that's backwards. It's not yeah. your greatest weakness is your greatest. Your greatest strength is your greatest. Because now you're fostering a and, negative thing. And, 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 and you know, you also want to think about this. Like, if you have something that you're really, really good at. Here's how it can become a weakness. Uh, like we'll use Adam as an example. You know, people telling him that he was, you know, good at speaking to people, good at you know being outspoken and leading. Well, let's say he, uh, you know someone like Adam then encounters a situation where he's not uh, an effective leader. It's just a challenging situation. Here's what can happen with that. It's your strength. You think you're so awesome at it. Now you're being challenged with it. And a lot of people then avoid that situation because it destroys their perception of themselves. Mm. So, you know, if you're, if, you all, if you're always told you're so smart and you're so intelligent and you're so intelligent you think you're so smart and you encounter a situation where you're just not as smart as the people around you, you're struggling with that particular subject. You put a wall up. You may just run away from it yeah. because you don't want to shatter your perception of yourself as having this incredible strength in this particular area. Yeah. So there's a lot of ways well, this, where this your is, strength can this become go, your weakness. This goes back to, we talk a lot about awareness and you know, it's, I'm glad you did take this to fitness because this is a fitness podcast, but you could go anywhere with this. I mean, it doesn't have to be just, you know, working out and fitness. It's just these levels of awareness that, and I just wrote a post literally today uh, in regards to this. So if you want to get more into this and, and we could talk in depth about that, that post and what this pertains to. So, but then the, the next part she gets into, uh, in contrast, do you think about focusing on your strengths and what does it say? What do we think about focusing on your strengths and, and ignoring, ignoring your weakness? Your... I don't think, again, you know, uh, I didn't say it like that where you ignore, uh, a weakness. I don't think that you just are uh, just naive to it or just totally disregard it. It's it's about mindset and mentality. And when you have a strength, you know that's where you want to spend like the eighty twenty rule. Like eighty percent of your time should be put into fueling the strength because you know, obviously it's a strength of yours. And the more energy you put in into it, the further it's going to take you. The 20% of that time is could be spent on the awareness piece and reflecting on that it's not the end-all, be-all also. that okay, And also being able to look at it objectively and say, hey, this is a strength of mine. It's getting me this far. This is where a majority of my time is spent. But then also being able to step away from yourself and say, you know, where can this also get me in trouble? Mm-hmm. And always thinking like – and I love the, the – and I don't remember. I, I believe my buddy Mark – was the first one that ever you know said this to me about desired outcome, and I believe desired outcome comes from Napoleon Hill, if I remember correctly. Uh, <clears throat> and that's anytime I get into a situation, regardless if it's somewhere that something that I'm really good at, uh, I try and stop myself bef- first and go, okay, what's my desired outcome? What do I want to come out of this situation? Um, and then try to take steps. Uh, to lead me in that direction and be able to step out of myself and look objectively and say, yeah, I know this is my strength. Yeah, I know I'm really good at this. Uh, but this also can be something that can be overwhelming for somebody or can get me in trouble if I'm not paying attention to it. Hmm. You know, the thing that makes humans kind of, well, there's a lot of things that make humans special. But one of the things that makes humans special is our ability to specialize. 
And the more advanced we become, the more specialized our, our skills become. Let me give you an example. When the first cars were invented, there was one guy that built the whole car. You will, you will not find that today. You will not find one guy that designs a car, puts it together, does everything, does the brakes, makes the tires, does all the things to make a car today. Instead, you find people who specialize in their particular area. And because they specialize in their areas, they're fucking amazing at it. Like the guy that makes tires makes tires far better than a guy who knew how to make the whole car could make a tire. So humans are very good at this. This is what makes us pretty awesome. And so you want to focus on your strengths in that regard and that you're going to find more value in getting really, really good at the stuff you're naturally good at and the stuff you enjoy getting good at because then you're going to get great at it. Mm -hmm. If I just focus on, you know, getting good at things that I hate and things that I'm not naturally good at, I mean, that's great and you'll bring them up, especially if they're taken away from your quality of life. But if I make that my focal point, like, You'll never be great at it. Like, I'm never going to be great uh, at basketball. I can get a lot better if I practice and I devote a lot of time to it, and I'll be way better than I am now, but I'll never be great at it. Um, I'm good at talking, so I'm going to focus on talking, and hopefully one day I get great at it. Um, and that's one of, my, you know, one of my strengths. And so when we say focus on your strengths and not so much on your weaknesses, that's what we mean. Like, look at when you look at the things you're good at, and, the thing, and typically the things you're good at are things you enjoy doing. If you focus your time and energy around those things, you're, you're going to come out uh, pretty amazing. First of all, you're going to learn way more and well, way we, easier. We've we've speculated before that this is kind of the future of education. Like I, I uh, it's totally the future of education. I, I, you know, we will start to, you know, we have the abilities now to, you know, test kids and find things out like at an early age, like or oh, even what they're interested in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You I know? think it's it really it's just exposure and they'll naturally sort of navigate in that direction. And we're just, I feel like we're on the the pace to kind of create more of these channels to then allow you know, kids to, to, to go further into that, mm-hmm. that subject matter and, and to get really great at it and, and build a community around that one particular subject matter. Like that, that wasn't even available, you know, when we were going to school, we all, we had to be this, this almighty, like, you know, balanced, know every subject and, and, you know, have just a basic understanding. Oh, we know a little bit stuff. of, we know a little bit about a lot of things as a kid growing through the education system. Yeah. Right? You, you're taught we to all know. have liberal, 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 li- can somebody help liberal? me? Thank you. Arts degree. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, if you, I mean, you look at, you know, the, the whole, like okay so like let's look at athletics for example um in the early days of the olympics not the early early days of of the time of the greeks but you know let's say like the turn of the century you had uh athletes what they thought the best athletes were was these well-balanced athletes so if you were in shot put or if you threw the javelin or if you ran you know long distance or if you were a power you know a weightlifter they all looked kind of the same because the belief was that a man that was about 5'9", 5'10", you know, 160-something pounds or whatever, that was the perfect athlete and that, and that was who we were looking for to do these individual sports. Well, now you go to the Olympics and you look at uh, a shot putter and a long-distance runner and a weightlifter and they all look very different because they're so specialized in what they're doing and they become so great at it and they're better – they perform. And those are extreme examples, of course, but take that with yourself. Not everybody's going to be a champion. There's uh, mm-hmm. Most of you listening aren't going to ever become so great that you're world-renowned at what you do. However, your success, you're much more likely to be successful when you do the things that you're good at and you get great at them and when you you try to learn the things you want to learn. Like 
You know how hard it is to learn shit you don't want to learn? Yeah. It's almost impossible. There's a lot of friction there that you have to overcome. It's, and it's al- like You end up memorizing yeah. shit and then forgetting it. But but think of all the things you like. You've already learned a shit ton of them. Like, I'll never forget when my son was, he might have been four. Like, he was real young, right? And he he liked Thomas the, T- the Thomas the Train, which is like these these little trains that you, they all have names on them. And my son, my son knew the names uh, there was like, we had a, a fucking shit ton of, he knew all the names <laughs> of the trains. He knew everything about yeah. them. There were, there were trains that were twins. They were, they were called twins and they were identical. At least is what I thought was identical. He knew which one was which. And this was all because he liked it. Like the yeah. kid played with that shit and he learned the shit. There's no way I could have made him learn something like that had he not been super That's like how I was it. with uh, yeah. base, baseball and the stats on players. Like I could rem- I could tell you like what college oh, he went yeah. to, how many years he's been in the pros, like his average his average batting <laughs> batting average. of their baseball cards. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, that was when you're into something like that, you immerse yourself in it and it doesn't feel like work for you. You know, and, and I then think, you become amazing. At yeah, it. and I think that's the, the 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 message behind all this, right? It's not, and yeah. I, I know I threw numbers out like eighty percent of your time this way. 20, I mean, those are all arbitrary numbers, but the bottom line and the idea and the concept behind it is that you know you don't want to get hung up worrying about the things so much that you're not good at, you don't like mm-hmm. doing. Find the things you're passionate about. Find the things that you enjoy doing, and pour your heart right. into it. But when you pour your heart into it. To also don't be naive to think that, hey, this also can't get me in trouble and have the self-awareness exactly. to objectively look at that and say... And not let it be your fucking weakness. It, yeah. Like this, this, she says in this question that they both contrast each other, but they don't. They're actually connected. Mm-hmm. They're, actually, they're actually both... Uh, parts of the same equation. Yeah, right? And if it you read the post, I, I read your post that I just wrote about, that's exactly is that what, it, it is? That's yeah, what it's, it's about. It's the same thing. Like you focus on your strengths and make them great, but also be aware that your greatest strengths can become your greatest weakness. That's it. Next yep. question. Okay. Our next question is Ben Burdett. How to deal with panic attacks, anxiety, and depression in healthy ways using exercise, nutrition, and meditation? Beautiful. Ooh. So let's start with uh, let's start with meditation, and we'll work backwards. Well, meditation, nutrition, and exercise. Because that's going to be on the priority list. Yeah, if yeah. you guys don't mind, a okay. number one, sure. If you guys don't mind, so with meditation, something that I learned relatively recently with meditation, and I've heard people call meditation a practice, and I didn't really know what that meant. I just thought it meant like doing it regularly, but it literally is like anything. It's like exercise. Like if you've never meditated, you're not going to go in the gym. And do a one-hour intense, you know, workout. It's just not going to work that way. Number one, your body's not going to respond well. Number two, you're not going to know what you're doing, and you're probably going to hurt yourself. And number three, it's not going to be enjoyable. Meditation is like that as well. So if you're not meditating now, you're not going to start with a seven-day-a-week, you know, 45-minute-a-day meditation practice. It's just not going to work that way. You have to get good at meditation, and that takes a while. So when you start with meditation, start with small increments, five minutes. Time it five minutes a day, you know, five days a week or six days a week. Start with that when it gets, and you'll know when it's time to bump it because you'll want to bump it up yourself. And when you bump it, bump it up in five minute uh, five minute increments. So that's that's how you want to utilize meditation. And in, in, in terms of how to meditate, there's lots of great apps out there that can walk you through. Brain FM uh, is one of our favorites, and there's a guided meditation uh, uh, sequence on there where the guy will actually walk you through a meditation. But really, the the nuts and bolts of meditation is it's just about being absolutely present. And so one of the easiest things you can do is just focus on your breathing and literally think about your breathing as you're doing it, which I'm, puts you where you're at. To me, that like 
this is close to home for me because I, I feel like we're we're all trying to incorporate uh, more of this in our lifestyle, and it couldn't be uh, further from the norm or easy for us. Just so you know, so like yeah. as we talk about this, I'm not talking like I'm an expert. I'm talking about like a motherfucker that struggles with this. And it's tough. Like it's a it's a tough thing for me to do. And I've tried lots of different things. Like I've I've messed with the lights and you know listening to music before. And I've used the Brain FM app. And I've done personally for myself. Uh, what has helped me more than anything else is what Sal just said there on the end is just focusing on my breathing. It's such a simple technique. You're not, uh, I'm not like overwhelming myself with a thought. Like I need to get into this deep meditation. Like I need to get, like, I think some people, they put so much pressure on, especially if you're someone like me who doesn't like doing that stuff, has a hard time settling down. And then people tell you, you need to meditate. You need to meditate. And so then I go to meditate and then, and I feel this pressure of, I need to get into this Zen like feeling. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, like you're trying to I'm not fucking, it. why isn't it happening? Yeah, this thing I suck at this. This is bullshit. I meditate yeah. hard. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Really though, it's I mean, get into it quicker. And, and and so you know, I'm I remember the like first few times that I found myself trying to do this that I was trying to work at it so much, and it's like this shouldn't feel like work. It's in fact it's supposed to do the opposite, right? It's supposed to calm you down and lower your heart rate and and get you into this like totally meditative state. But you know, for people like myself, I feel like I have to take gradual steps to get to this level of it being very easy for me. So for me. Right now, it's literally just worrying about breathing. Like, cause it, that to me, I think is, is, uh, was like mind blowing. It was like the simplest thing ever that, okay, 10 times, like literally, don't just start with 10, 10 breaths. Can you take 10 breaths where you're taking deep in through your stomach? So, a really deep breath, as deep as you can through your stomach, and then you hold it for five seconds. And then you release it as slow as you can for five, or five to six seconds, right? And you do that 10 times over and just pay attention to how you feel. And then you can progress on that like anything else, you know? Then you could sit in that and maybe keep breathing like that and focusing on that for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes. You can do this while you're walking. You could do it while you're driving. You could do it while you're laying in bed. Just that, watch the, watch the calming effect that it has and start with that and then you can build upon that and start mm -hmm. to add other tools, other things, other methods, longer periods. And like anything else, I, I mean, I would say this is a skill too. Mm -hmm. You know, I think we talk oh, about practice it. We talk about the deadlift and the squat being one of the most complicated things to do as far as mechanically for working out. I would argue to say that uh, getting into a uh, you know, flow state or meditative state uh, is very much so a skill and you got to practice it. And there's lots of tools out there. And, you know, here's something else with it. You can't chase it. You're not going to chase that that state. It kind of happens to you. <clears throat> so so rather than thinking of chasing this goal, think of allowing yourself uh, to go into this perfect state to where the, that it ends up just coming to you. Breathe. Yeah, so you said if, it, breathe. Yeah, yeah. Breathe. Uh, yeah, no. Now, as far as nutrition is concerned, um, panic attacks, anxiety, and depression are all closely related. Uh, number one, avoid stimulants. So if you're all stimulants. Yeah. <laughs> taking, a, taking a cup of coffee, then going to meditate probably be a tougher time. Yeah, <laughs> I would say avoid, avoid stimulants uh, completely. So that includes anything that contains caffeine. Uh, it includes re, uh, eliminating um, sugar or reducing sugar. Processed foods tend to be very stimulating. Um, and, and for those of you that disagree with me, it's, it's true. If you eat processed foods or sugars, for example, you see a dopamine rush. You mm. see all these. It's mm -hmm. stimulating in the, sen in, the, in, the in the sense of the type of chemicals and hormone uh, reactions that you get from them. So bring those down. Increase your fats. Uh, 
and your proteins um, and eat whole uh, natural foods, lots of vegetables. Um, this uh, this will help get your body out of the physical state of panic, anxiety, and depression. And by the way, there is a physical feeling of panic, anxiety, and depression, and there's an emotional and mental feeling of panic, anxiety, and depression, and mm-hmm. they're very closely connected. I can give someone a drug that will induce a physical feeling of anxiety. So if I gave somebody you know, uh, a beta-2 agonist uh, drug, which is going to make your heart beat fast and, and, and just make you sweat and make you feel like physically anxious, you will then... Your thoughts will manifest in that direction. You will then start to get that mental, emotional yeah. feeling of, of anxiety as well because now you're like, why is my heart beating? My hands are cold. Like, you start yeah. to connect the two. So one of the best ways to interrupt the, the anxiety and panic attack and depression that you may have that may be from mental and emotional state, maybe you're going through a very tough time, is to get rid of the, the physical feeling of it. Mm. When you get rid of the physical feeling of it, it makes it easier to deal with because when you have to deal with both, it's very difficult. So with nutrition, avoid all stimulants. Eat whole natural foods. Don't eat, anything, don't eat any foods that are too spicy. Anything that's stimulating, yeah. you want to avoid. Eat things that are more bland. Uh, again, whole foods, well-cooked vegetables, more fats, more proteins. That'll help bring... Uh, your body's system of you know. What do you think about fasting? Well, I mean, okay. here's the thing about fasting. So, fasting can can go both directions, right? Because it's considered a stressor, but it could all, it has some benefits. It, too. it can be very stimulating uh, for some people. It can actually cause uh, problems. However, if your anxiety and panic attacks and depression revolve around food, it may actually help mm-hmm. because it may actually teach appetite yeah, control. Like, yeah, that kind of stuff. So, so like, clean that system out. So like, I'd say fa- fasting. That's that's going to be on an individual basis. But as far as just overall nutrition. Mm. You know, avoid those stimulants, avoid sugar, avoid uh, processed foods, and that'll put your body in a better state to where it's not going to feel like it's in that. Well, know, I was, I mean, maybe jumping ahead, but I was thinking in terms of if I was to flip and put a priority on each one of these as far as a practice to kind of apply, like, say you're somebody that is dealing with like anxiety, depression, uh, and, and the real issues that you don't want to be alone in a room, you know, by yourself, like with all these thoughts and then, mm. all, you know, all this negativity, just like pounding you as you're still, whereas like, you know, one thing immediately, I think to just move and, and do that in, in, a, in a therapeutic way where I'm not adding, uh, the movement as a stressor, but it's more of a release of all these thoughts then to kind of channel me back in to be able to calm down to then get into a meditative state. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it, it does. I, that's a great, that's a great I, order. I think I use this, uh, what you're saying it, exactly to a T. You know, I guess when I was probably in my 20s, I'd laugh at this. So, I mean, I'm oh sure. Oh my God, if we, were, if we were talking to ourselves in our 20s, we'd be like, what the fuck happened <laughs> to you? I'm going to yeah. punch you. <laughs> Which, so I get that, right? So I know, obviously we have a, a, an audience of all ages, right? So I'm sure there's the younger, younger guys and girls are kind of like, yeah, okay, whatever, guys. Because uh, I do now. I go on walks all the time. And I actually, uh, all by myself or with the dogs, you know, I will put my headphones on and either have a book or some music that's really easy to listen to or sometimes nothing. And I'll just take off for a walk and it's amazing how how much that settles me down and I actually do weird stuff so like I'll while I'm walking I'm like I'm in, like instead of focusing on breathing in this area I'm actually paying attention to how my my foot touches the ground and how my feet grip the ground when I walk You're making yourself present. Yeah, just completely present in something so simple as walking outside mm-hmm. and it's very therapeutic for me. It's very relaxing and 
it, 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 I, I actually stop thinking about all the other shit that's going on in my day and life. And I'm literally just thinking about the way my feet are touching the concrete as I'm, as I'm walking in my gate. And it, it totally settles me down. And that's why, too, I think people don't realize that meditation doesn't necessarily have to be this, you know, sitting Indian style in a dark room in this like namaste position, right? Like you literally can do. Things. I do. I do it in a chair. Right, you can do yeah. it however you want. You can be in a rocking chair. You could be sitting in, sitting on a boat out in the water, kind of floating. That's really, man, I love that too. I'm a lake guy for sure. So, mm. you know, my best friends and I, we go out. Sometimes we go out. I remember we used to do this when we were younger. Didn't realize how therapeutic it was till I got older. But we'd go out on the lake and we wouldn't even talk to each other. The three of us would be on the boat and we would just be laying there and just absorbing the sun and oh, letting yeah. the waves of the of the boat and just kind of rock back and forth. It's like when I fly fish and I was in the middle of this river and just listening to, to the river and, and just the way that the water makes, you know, all these specific noises. And you just get lost in all this sort of distraction stimulus that uh, it, that really helps me a lot. Yeah, and as far as exercise is concerned with this, you know, again, exercise by itself, by the way, when they test it head to head against um, like SSRI drugs for mild uh, to moderate depressions, as effective in the, uh, and in some cases, in some studies, has been shown to be more effective in the long term. In combination with an SSRI, I'm sure if you have issues with depression, uh, it's probably an incredible combination. But with exercise, you know, uh, again, Go into your exercise uh, and train properly. And this is going to be very different from individual to individual. So if you're you know, already pretty fit, you can go in with a certain type of intensity and improve your performance, but make sure and keep, keep in mind that you know, you're training for balance. If you're not fit, it could be uh, something very easy uh, and light. Um, walking is great. Yoga is great. Resistance training can also be very relaxing also. I want to I make sure I, I, I communicate that. Mm-hmm. Like You can go into oh, yeah, a gym. Very much so. And you can lift weights. You can put your headphones on, get into your space. You don't have to lift like a maniac, but you can lift to become very connected to the movement and your muscle. So you're going slow. You're connecting to what you're doing. You can feeling the muscle work. It's another form of being present because while I'm doing that, while I'm doing a curl or a squat and I'm focusing on the movement and I'm creating tension with my feet and I'm feeling the muscles that are working and I'm trying to get more connected to the exercise, I'm, I am becoming very, very present. I am here right now feeling what i'm feeling and that makes exercise i'm, gl- I'm, glad, you, I'm glad you went that direction too because i feel like you know lately the tone of our podcast has been this fucking hippie crunchy uh topics here and i don't <laughs> i don't and i think that's because we feel that uh we're really the extreme the opposite we're really the opposite yeah. so this is something that we have to put in practice in place but there's many ways like that 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 can be you you can still be trucking away at your goals and and lifting very consistently and allowing that to be a therapeutic process because um, I've definitely referred to lifting as my church. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I like to do it alone. That's why like, I like to put my you know big old Beats headphones on and drown out all the other sounds, and it's really just me and the weights. And it's not about so much about crushing it, although that can turn into a session where I get after it, but it's like Sal said, it's really about connecting to the weights and my movement and paying attention to how my entire body's are articulating any sort mm-hmm. of movement pattern. So. And now one last piece of this uh <laughs> couple supplements you can try and use if you're suffering from uh, panic attacks, anxiety, and depression. Cocaine, methamphetamines. Whoa. Oh, not the, those no, the, no, no, no. Yeah, short term, maybe. Oh. No, uh, long term. I thought Doug listed that. I don't know. Yeah. That's, I'm reading that Long term, uh, passion flower is a very effective herb for uh, anxiety, panic attacks, and depression. It's, uh, it does uh, modulate GABA, which is a neurotransmitter in the brain. 
um, and GABA deficiencies uh, lead to feelings of anxiety and paranoia and, and all that kind of stuff. So passion flower, a very nice uh, herb. It's not one you use all the time every single day. You can use it you can use it for a decent amount of time, but it's not one you use every single day. Chamomile is one that you can use every single day. Chamomile tea is very, very mild. In Europe, they prescribe it to children even. That's something you could drink every day, and that also gives you kind of a nice sense of... Could, of my fun. girl uses like a shroom tech thing, too. I don't know if that's one... You, you, do you use that? Did you uh, tell me you use well, that? Well, there's different kinds of mushrooms, definitely. Yeah. I'll, 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 you know what? Since you're listing off things like that along in those lines, I'll make sure Doug puts it in the show notes, too. Uh, send a link over there. I know okay. she's got something that she make swears, sure that's in swears there. by. Yeah. Excellent. Now, before we get to the next question, I remind the listeners, Mind Pump's 30 Days of Coaching... For free, it's still for free, and it's available at mindpumpmedia.com. All right, Doug. Hmm. Arm Power 12 is asking about static hold training. Oh, well, that's Justin's. Uh, hey, my wheelhouse. That's what's that? What's he at? just in general? What is he wants it? Wants to know yeah, about what is it? Yeah. I mean, is he talking just I- isometric training? And in, yeah. in, in, probably, yeah, that's okay. probably what it is. That's the whole question, though. Like just static hold static training. Yeah. Question what mark? is it? And why? Okay. What's the relevance of it? Okay. I don't know. That's I'm just reading into it, but um, yeah, this is something that wasn't really a big a big part of my programming for until just you know maybe a year or two ago, and I just really started to understand further um, how connected we are based off of our you know how the brain communicates to to recruit muscles, and um, this this entire process. I was just like blown away when I started to apply just the simplest of techniques like gripping the bar harder or um, doing a static hold where I'm I'm just squeezing in that position. And now when I go through the actual rep, I just notice that my body responds and I get strength in that portion of, of that movement uh, just by doing a simple thing like that. And I'm like, wow. That was really effective. You know, that was really effective to apply that before I max out or before, you know, to teach. If there's a part of a movement, I feel like, you know, my body, man, it is not, it is not producing that. Like mm-hmm. I can't kick like that or I can't pick my leg up in this position. Like, why? I, I hate using the term like uh, mind muscle connection because it's so, I know. It's so, I was broke. like avoiding that. I know yeah. you were, but it, it, I feel like it's the best way to get people to kind of understand like what is happening when you do that is that there is, there's this neurological connection that you are intensifying when you do these static isometric holds. And it's crazy that, you know, it's an important piece to, to teaching someone how to train properly because the body doesn't work this way. When you grab a weight and you drop it on your chest or you push it over your head or you throw it on your back and you squat down and get back up, the body is always going to choose the easiest easiest path. To, mm-hmm. It's going to go whatever. What you, it's it doesn't be, know muscles. It knows it movement. It doesn't. Exactly. Yeah. Lift weight. It, okay. it, it says, get this fucking thing off my back. Get by this shit above my head. Yes. By any means mess, any. I can't speak today. What yeah. the fuck? Me either. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, you I don't know. Yeah, you kind of There you go. Need, you know what? I need to get back to the library. Any, me- <laughs> any means necessary. By any means necessary. I got your back. And go. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's something that I think a lot of people overlook when they train. Um, you, you see someone do a chest press, an overhead press, and you just mimic it, but not a lot of people really pay attention to how you move. And you know a lot of it really is that, uh, yeah, you're not really connected to the entire movement, right? So um, this is another sort of 
aha thing for me when I go to to take a, a more serious tone to specific exercise like the squat, the bench press, like these things where my entire focus before that was, okay, I got a general idea of what kind of movement I need to produce. However, I just need to slowly incrementally like load uh, at, at a progressive kind of a loading sequence, right? That's all I thought about was, well, uh, you know, if I load this much, maybe maybe I'll try like to add five on each side, you know, next week and I'll just like progressively overload this process. However, like that's not even half, that's not even a fraction of of the intent that I needed uh, within that specific movement. Like if I can get my body even more involved and get strong in and, and break it into like all kinds of different levels of angles in my elbow, uh, how much my, my feet are driving to, to create even more force to get like, it's just like, if, if you think about it logically and, and you start to understand that if my body doesn't have to prior prioritize stabilizing everything and stabilizing my body while I'm doing this one particular movement, if I can just sort of you know, get that accounted for. Now I can really, mm. you know, get get my chest and get get my shoulders and get everything else to respond with a lot of strength. Well, static static training or isometric training is hugely lacking in today's training models. Now, this isn't always the case. Uh, isometric training was a very big part of strongman training uh, way back in the early days. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a big part of their training. Now. If you want to see some incredible feats of strength, look up some of these uh, some of these circus performers. They did things that will, will blow your fucking mind, like one arm bent press with 180 pounds in one hand. And these are guys that are 170 pounds and they're lean. They're not these massive, you know, uh, huge bodybuilders or whatever. And natural. This is before creatine even. Uh, you got to understand that there are three types of muscle contractions. You'll learn this in your first personal training certification, and it's true. Muscles can contract concentrically, eccentrically, or isometrically. They are three different skills. That's why there's three different contractions. They're not the same. See, I got confused. I thought they were just explaining, you know, how you, what you do with a muscle mm-hmm. and that you lift weights and you kind of hit all of them. And yes, they do bleed into each other, but they are three different types of skills. And I learned this mm-hmm. the hard way when I first, way back in the day, went and trained in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. <coughs> I had very good concentric uh, strength Mm -hmm. because I lifted weight. So I could contract a muscle like fuck. I could throw things, no problem. Well, when you're on the ground in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, there's many positions that are isometric. When you're holding someone in a position, when you're tying someone up, when you're putting weight on them, when you have them in a triangle choke or a a regular rear naked choke or a a guillotine or an arm lock or whatever, it's isometric. You are holding it. And let me tell you, I got exhausted very quickly because I didn't have that skill. Well, I never trained in isometric great example. On that note, when when you talk about carryover and functional and real life, isometric is probably it's, one of, it's easily one it's of the most more important. frequent. It's it is. How many times it's, do you hold shit? Yeah, when you yeah. when you carry. I mean, I was yesterday. Grocery I was car- I was carrying two you know thirty pound bags or whatever of dog food and. Well, I wasn't curling it while I did it. You know, I was holding it, you know, mm-hmm. in an isometric position. And, you know, most of the things that we do in our, our daily activities, there's a lot of things that you're just holding in position. You are. You know, it's a, it's a skill and it will contribute to the other skills of concentric and eccentric training. The good news about isometric training is this. Here's the plus side of it. It doesn't create much damage. Okay. So mm-hmm. concentric contractions and eccentric contractions 
create more damage. Eccentric contractions create the most damage. Yeah, four times the amount. Uh, but isometric contractions don't create that much damage. So they are fucking amazing uh, tools to add yeah. to your routine. So I can add it to my routine. And unless I'm already training at my absolute limit, it's not going to take away from too much of my uh, recovery ability. Um, but it's going to add more frequency, more volume, and it's going to add a new skill that's going to bleed over to my concentric and eccentric. Or it primes that neuromuscular connection even more. I'm t- you know, Bruce Lee was a huge, huge proponent of isometric training. He had incredible feats of strength that were isometric. For example, he could hold a barbell, uh, a 90-pound barbell, at arm's length for 40 seconds. That's crazy. Just straight out. Now, crazy. He probably couldn't curl it for that many I don't know anybody that can times. do that with a 45-pound yeah. bar. Right. And it, it, because he trained isometric, he knew the importance of having that to be able to just have that tension, yeah. to be able to generate that type of tension. Now, that tension has carryover, has carryover to all your lifts, has carryover to the way your body feels. I notice when I do isometric training, I feel solid. I feel tight. Um, you can modify your isometric training so that if you have a sticking point, for example, if I have a sticking point at the bottom part of my deadlift, I might just put a bar on the floor with a weight that I can't lift and just isometrically lift it. Mm-hmm. Just kind of lift it without moving it, but just try and lift it and try and hold it in that position. Or I may just intrinsically create that tension and don't lift anything and just put myself in that position and just create lots of tension. Like these are all methods of inc- of training that particular type of strength. Or I could right. get into a squat, I can get into a bar, unrack it and just stand with it and just stay tense as fuck. Well, let's, let, why don't we go around real quick then since we're, we're talking about this. What are some of your guys's or, or your favorite isometric move that you've incorporated uh, over the years? For me, right away, what comes to mind uh, was um, an overhead press and holding in that position. That's a great one. Uh, that, to me, I've seen so much great carryover. It's helped me a ton. And and now I kind of like will incorporate it sometimes, too, within my workout. So like I'll go pretty light, you know, and I'll do an overhead press, and I'll literally just hold and stabilize the weight for like 10 seconds over my head. Just And I'm really concentrating on my entire posture, my feet into the ground, how I'm holding the weight, my scapula being retracted and stabilized. Man, I've seen huge strength gains from that and mm. like overall good posture from that because of having to hold that and stabilize over my head. So for me, that's been a, a staple isometric uh, hold or move that I've incorporated on a very regular basis into my that's, routine. That's one of my favorites too, but I'll, I'll do it typically with a kettlebell, like one arm <laughs> kettlebell, and I'll hold it up there and just say super tense, but same overhead principle. Or because this is a, typically a weakness of mine, I'll get into a squat and I'll sit at the bottom of the squat ah, and just mine. stay there super tense. Yeah. And then the last one is just heavy ass carries, like mm-hmm. a couple of heavy dumbbells or kettlebells just stand. I don't even have to walk. Sometimes I'll just stand and just irradiate my entire body mm-hmm. just to strengthen both my grip and my tension. My, my yeah, one of mine was tension. definitely like holding at the bottom of the squat. However, I would press the stick up into the squat cage and uh, just just that alone to, to get my upper body in more involved in stabilizing, I found in uh, just, just I could increase muscular tension like more so because I had direction with it. And it just, man, did I notice that when I could get into depth and and sit really nice and low in that position. And I felt like, I never felt like, you know, when you get too low, like your body kind of, oh, it kind of freaks out because you don't, you're not, you're unsure if you're going to be able to get that kind of uh, force on demand uh, that you need to, to, to then dig back up out of that position. 
And uh, man, I felt not only did I feel comfortable, I felt like very confident. I'll do uh, another one to add to that is another common one I use is I will get like a band um, and I'll I'll wrap it around like a pole or whatever like that before I'm getting ready to do bench and I'll do a row and then I'll get in the row and I'll just really squeeze and retract my shoulder blades and just intensify that position really, really hard, you know, holding that for a good 10, 15 seconds plus. And then I'll go into my my bench press and it really helps with me staying in that retracted position before I go. So it's another way that I, I like to incorporate isometric holds. Yep. Our next question is from BH33RS. You often talk about fasting correctly. What are some examples of fasting gone wrong? Uh, first, one, first one that comes to mind right away is people that go You forget in, to eat and you just die. Well, yeah, that's, that, oh, was, that is a that's wrong. wrong. That's too long yeah. of a fast. Yeah, yeah. that means you went You're too long. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> if you die, you went too long. Uh, I think the number one thing I see people doing it wrong or mistake is going into it with the intention of, intentions of I'm trying to do it to lose weight, hmm. like that's their goal. I'm, I, I heard fasting is really good and it can help burn fat, and they they heard these because that's, that's how a great way to turn that, it into an eating disorder. Yeah, exactly. This it, it's it's how people market it. It's what I fucking hate about it. You know, take something really really good and you know or turn it into anabolic. Like, what's the other one? Anabolic fasting. Like you're using yeah, it to build. That's like, a joke. Get the fuck out of here. It's for health purposes. And that's what you should be you should be looking at health markers. You're looking at how you feel, how you sleep, your energy levels, headaches, your appetite control. Those are the things that you're supposed to be paying attention to from fasting. So if you're fasting with these intentions of it's going to build more muscle by doing it or it's that's the gimmicky shit. That's the shit that they try and market and sell you. That's why Mind Pump is here. That's it. Uh, so with fasting, here's something that I've seen actually a few times now when, and this is more true with women than you see with men fasting. Uh, there are individual variances in terms of your, how well your body will be able to fast, especially when you first do it. And I've had some women contact me and tell me that they, uh, were, you know, my uh, losing hair, well, irregularity, my period Uh started losing hair. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting like these cold, my hands are getting cold and these are all stress responses. Mm-hmm. And with those people, I tell them that they're fasting too frequently or too long. Right. Um, because what's happening, especially for women is your body is thinking about being fertile. And if you fast for too long, or too frequently, it thinks that there's no food around and it's going to make you unable to have children. So it's going to cause hormonal changes that, and that's why some of these women are not having their periods and stuff. Mm. So that's one of the the biggest ways I see people doing this wrong is they go too hard or too fast or too often, yeah. and their bodies just aren't good at it yet. Um, or, or they look at fat, they look at how one person fasts and say, "Well, that's how I should fast." There's going to be some indi- individual variances. I mean, you could fast simply by skipping a meal. I mean, that's a real easy one. Or you could do like a 48 hour fast, which which is a little longer one. Now you've got some. Uh, some new stuff that's coming out, like the fasting mimicking diet by Dr. Uh, Walter Longo, which is the preliminary results from that are fucking mind blowing in terms of how um, it's you know improving people's health and how it's you know in animal studies uh, reducing cancer and doing all this crazy stuff. So that's another example of, of fasting. But really, fasting correctly is fasting correctly for your body. If you yeah. start to notice negative effects from it, well, using it like like you guys have said for health purposes and like uh, to enhance your health is so important because i mean i 
I, I've noticed too, like even even some ladies that have mentioned that, oh, I don't know if fasting is good for me. And I look and look how lean they already are. And, 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 you know, noticing that like the, the idea and the intent behind it is to get even leaner, uh, already that's, that's a problem for me, but I know that, um, you know, you're, you're pressing boundaries here. You're making it into a stressor as opposed to, you know, working with you. Exactly. So, and we do have a fasting guide, a very inexpensive one that kind of breaks these different ways that we think, uh, will work for most people because there's a lot of different ways to fast. Um, but we highlight the ones that we kind of approve. But again, it's not for everybody. If you're super deconditioned and you're eating really, really bad and you're, you know, you're, you're in bad shape, uh, fasting is not the first place you should go. You should probably look at your nutrition first and start moving first and use fasting a little bit later on. And again, I, I want to just echo what these guys have been saying. It is not a weight loss method. People sometimes do lose weight fasting as a side effect. But really, the benefits are all have to do with the, the, the health components of it. Uh, go to mindpumpmedia.com and sign up for our 30 days of coaching. It's absolutely free. Also, go to YouTube. Subscribe. We put up a new video every day. Every single day, you'll get a new exercise Trying video. Trying to give you guys as much free shit as we possibly can right it's now. It's crazy. It's insane. I don't know how it's we exhaustive. do it. But we do. It's YouTube, Mind Pump TV. Also, find us on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. That's where you can ask us questions. And then we might answer them in our Q&A episodes. You can find my personal page at Mind Pump Sal. Adam's page is at Mind Pump Adam. And Justin is at Mind Pump Justin. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.